You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to episode 25 of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. Mark, Michael, and Maddie this afternoon, we have all made it here. We are not canceling the podcast or putting it on hiatus. Um, I have a stuffy nose. I am sick, so I actually said to Michael, I kind of sound like a grown-up today. Well, tone-wise, topic-wise, I'm probably still going to be like a 12-year-old, but um feels good to have a deep voice for once in my life. How's everybody doing? Um, Michael and I are already talking. Apparently, it's um, Blizzard City in uh, Calgary. Yes, it is not oh. fantastic out here, but, you know, what? just one more thing, you know? Why not, eh? Michael has no hockey, snow, and uh, the coronavirus is taking over the world. So good for him. How are we doing this afternoon, Maddie? Wow. <laughs> right? He's three for three. Uh, great. Like, relatively speaking. <laughs> Compared, it's a right? Maddie's windy here. That's all. Uh-huh. Maddie's living the dream. It's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> the big topic on hand is uh, the NHL has shut down the season so far. Uh, on hiatus, their press release um yesterday left the door open obviously for hockey to come back it was open-ended they said they were just suspending all activities right now um i I think you had to figure this was coming once the nba jumped out way ahead of it and they only had one player with coronavirus type symptoms um so you know the nhl not having anybody with any kind of sickness you kind of feel like they were going to do it anyway um made the right move correct yeah, especially because so many teams share facilities with the NBA teams. It's just like, it's a germ factory. You can't pretend that it's not. Michael, you agree? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if uh, Rudy Gobert, the NBA player that first came down with it, uh, like if it hadn't hit the players, I wouldn't have been shocked if they did like the empty arena thing. Even maybe just to like end the regular season, then take a break. But like the fact that it's on like a player level in the NBA means it probably wouldn't be far off in the NHL either. So it probably makes sense altogether. But I don't know. I felt like at first it was more about like kind of protecting the fans from going to the games. But like now, I feel like if it's hitting players in other leagues, it's probably not far off. Had they continued like playing in the NHL from players getting it as well. Anybody find it yeah. hysterically ironic that? Um... Rudy touched all the microphones in the press conference like the day before joking about it that he was going to get him and he turns out to be the guy that gets it like I think it's fair it's like oh, that's good times life comes at you fast <laughs> it does like a hit by a bus um and the empty arena thing I think would have been an interesting take because I was imagining like watching the the NCAA basketball tournaments and just the echo of the basketball just hitting the floor like doof doof would have like driven people crazy trying to watch games. Do you imagine just like the sound of the sticks tapping on the ice or just the skates in an empty, I guess basically like watching any Panthers game, you know, just the sound of like the empty arena echoing through like, uh, 
Would that have been something? I mean, how old would that have gotten? Like, is that something you could have watched like two or three times, or would you have been been like, I can't do this anymore? I don't know. Um, I was talking to my sister about this on Tuesday, like because I was covering the Flyers game there, and we were talking about the possibility of them playing just with or in the empty arenas. And she's like, I don't know if this is a stupid question to ask, but I feel like what all you hear is pucks and the players yelling at each other in Swedish. Like, would that just be it? I'm like, no, I think you're right. I think that's it. And I, I kind of would want to hear them yelling at each other, I think. But the idea of sitting up in the rafters where we sit with a completely empty arena just feels really dystopian in a way that kind of skeeved me out. It'd be almost like watching like practice or like a, a peewee yeah. or midget hockey game, but in a place that holds a ton of people. Uh, although I would love to hear Brad Marchand just talk in an empty arena. I think he, that would be, I would start watching mm-hmm. Bruins games down here. Cause I just think that would have, that would be gold. Um, Michael, <laughs> is that something you can handle or that like absolutely caused you to snap at some point? I feel like I would have turned it or tuned in for like the first game, no matter who was playing just to see it and then be like, yeah, maybe watch one or two more than be like, yeah, that's, that's kind of enough for me on that front. Like, my my bigger question is, like, where do they stop with, like, in terms of, like, game presentation? Like, if the home team scores, do they still have a goal horn with no fans? Like, do they still come up <laughs> to the light show and stuff? Like, where where's the line on, like, how much game presentation you do when there's no fans? No, that, that's a really good point. I mean... Do you, do you go all crazy with your normal uniforms or do you just come out in like the, the practice uniform? Like, you know, there's, there are a lot of things to think about in a situation like that. And for the players, like, I mean, I'm sure they're bored out of their minds right now, but they always say like, you know, the fans keep you going, the fans can pump you up. Like, how do you get up when you skate on the ice and there's nobody there? Like, how do you play a competitive game? Even especially, could you imagine like Flames Oilers in an empty arena? Like how, like, eh, right? It would have... I can't imagine, like, you know, a guy like Matthew Kachuk skates out on the ice and is like, oh, there's nobody here. This sucks. You know, like, how do you how do you get hyped up for that? Could you even get hyped up for that? Yeah, you know? I don't know. I, I think the Charlotte Checkers did it once, like, a year or two ago, where they got snow and just the whole city shut down. And they were just like, nobody, leave your house. You can't come to the game. But they couldn't reschedule it, so the teams just played. In an empty arena. Can somebody ask them what what was it like? Yeah, it just kind of seems like. Well, if we want to transition to something kind of fun, um, Riley Smith, I think, has the uh, sports quote of the season when he was asked about playing in front of empty arenas. And his quote was, I've played a few years in Florida, so I'm kind of used to it. Uh, (laughs) The league has to kind of. I love it. I think it's hysterical because we always joke when we watch like the the Flames Panthers games in the round. I don't watch Panthers games anyway. I only when the flames are on and it's like the brown shirt, like they, people look like they're dressed as seats. Cause that arena is empty. Um, and this is something we didn't plan to talk about, but I mean, a, it's the ultimate sports burn of the season, taking down a, a town and an organization, but the NHL can't be happy with that quote, right? That one of its players comes out and he's like, that city sucks, right? That can't be good for the league. No, maybe. <laughs> You know, I can't, Michael, you got a thought on that? I mean, I can't imagine like the Panthers like, what happened? I thought we were friends. You know, like that can't be. I feel like at this point, the NHL, like, I feel like at this point, they don't, 
they don't care anymore. If it was like middle of the season, he just randomly said that he's like, he's probably getting at least a call, but I'm pretty sure right now they're like, you know what? Screw it. Say whatever. We might never ever play again. Who knows? We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. The NHL brass is going through a book. Like we have a team in Florida, not Tampa. We have another team down there. Like flipping through the, Oh, we do look at that. Who knew? So, um, all right. So, uh, I think we've covered coronavirus. Um, uh, anybody else have any more thoughts on the season or the, the uh, season being suspended? Do you think you think they're going to come back at some point? You think they're just going to kind of maybe just kind of treat it like a lockout and scrap it and move on? I think they're going to try and do at least playoffs. Yep. Is now, the sense right, I could, get right now. Um, obviously, that could change, but Michael, you got a thought on that? I know. I know you're excited. I don't know. The other I... night, but watching hockey in like August. <laughs> well, that yeah. was like one of my weird. I, I was going through like a number of weird thoughts in my head over the last few days, and I was kind of thinking like, I would almost rather them finish this season, although maybe shorten it like a few games, and then like still do the full playoffs, and then if they need to, like maybe cut a bit of the next season instead of like canceling or removing a lot this season. Just like it seems to make more sense in my head to like, because for example, you have like some teams now who have played way more games than others, so like changing the game amount might kind of they might kind of feel like screwed over because they were like hey we weren't trying as hard or something right yeah so i'd rather see them like play like the full 82 this year and playoffs no matter how long it takes and if they have to cut next year like 60 or something like that might be the way to go because then every team can kind of prepare a season expecting 60 games or something well they could also they could cut down on the preseason games too there are so many like the split squad games that with, that nobody cares about like there's no need for that you know especially if you finish hockey and so say they do this does drag on through april and then you've got to finish the season in may and the playoffs run through i don't know say july or whatever i mean that's a quick off season to come back in you know maybe you just you dump the preseason and you back the season up by a couple of weeks and maybe you got to play a couple more back-to-backs or something like that during the regular season next year but yeah, I think and I think it would be hard to just like just shut it down now and then start the playoffs with the standings as they are because teams would lose their mind who are just on the cusp of making the playoffs. Or, you know, you get teams like Calgary that are like free falling. You'd be like, oh, we made it. All right. Yay. We didn't have to do anything to get here because there's a good chance we might not even get here. You know, and I think the Pacific teams would have the biggest gripe in this whole thing because it's such a garbage division this year. And anybody at this point outside of maybe the Kings you know, can get in. So it's, I think you kind of have to finish the season if you're going to do the playoffs personally. Yeah. You would have to do some kind of play situation card teams at this point. Yeah. Maybe do like the NCAA, just everybody makes it. We'll have like a tournament, you know, we're bracket. <laughs> Everyone, but Detroit. Every, yeah. There was a, there was <laughs> the a poor Red Wings. <laughs> It was an Onion article today for Onion Sports that said Red Wings fans thrilled that season is canceled. Pray it doesn't start up again. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> which probably could even that could even that could be like a Detroit Free Press article too. It really doesn't have to be an Onion article because it is semi true. So, yeah, um, so any other thoughts that. on House? Oh, sorry, sorry, Michael, I stepped over you. I apologize. Oh, I was just gonna say I thought the Onion did satire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, uh, anybody have any more other um, thoughts or comments or ideas on this before we move on to something else? I just think I'll it kind of as... sucks that the players are on standby right now. 
Like, I know obviously public health is the biggest concern, but like, if you're the players, you've got to be like kind of miffed. Yeah, especially a guy like Travis Hamannick, who was just getting ready to come back and hasn't played hockey in a while. He's like, I'm going to skate. And now everybody's sick. And he's got to go home. You know, poor guy like that who's been out there for a while, you know. So, all right. Well, um, let's let's uh, wrap that half of it up. And then uh, we'll slowly switch. Well, not slowly. We'll switch gears into um, something else. On the uh, eve of the NHL shutting its season down, the Flames announced that uh, Calgary's former president and CEO, Ken King, passed away at the age of um, 68. Um, you know, a tough day for hockey all around. And then to have, you know, one of its one of its bigger names in the last, you know, 19, almost 20 years or so uh, pass away as this was happening. Kind of was like a, a double whammy for the NHL. Um, Ken King, uh, you know, caught some, caught some, uh, some flack in the last few years for a flames issue related stuff, but did a lot for Calgary when he joined the organization and took over, um, you know, as Michael, you mentioned in your article, as we all know, who've watched those teams of the late nineties and early two thousands, uh, King took over and, turned help turn the calgary flames uh franchise around um michael any thoughts anything you want to talk about in regards to this as a native calgarian i mean i just always appreciate kind of yeah how he turned the team around when it was like late 90s early 2000s things were looking pretty difficult for a while and he managed to help kind of right the ship and then he was pretty big on things like the flood he was kind of flame spokesperson on that 2013 and he was a big part of the arena deal or at least the public facing part of it and yeah he always seemed to put a lot of passion into what he did so I always respect him for all he did for the city here Maddie any uh, thoughts on Ken King's passing yesterday um I don't want to say no but it yeah, yeah, was no, I think I... a little bit before my time but um obviously still feel for the, I mean Flames fans in general who remember him fondly and his family of course but yeah yeah no it makes total sense and you know that's why I kind of diverted to Michael on this because he is from Calgary you and I are not so you know I understand stuff he did for the franchise as a fan as you know somebody who's been a fan of the team for a while but yeah tough day for the Flames yesterday all around with between Ken King passing and the cancellation of this part of the season or a suspension of the season due to the coronavirus outbreak we're going to take a quick break here on the tinderbox and we will be right back after these messages get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to episode 25 of The Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline. The Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. It's Mark, Michael, and Maddie this afternoon. We are talking what's left of Flames hockey, if there's even anything to talk about Flames hockey related. Uh, first half of the podcast, we covered the cancellation. Oh, it's just, I keep saying cancellation. Suspension of the NHL season so far due to the coronavirus outbreak. And we also talked about the passing 
of uh, Flames' former president and CEO, Ken King. So coming back on the second half of the podcast, uh, you know, Michael talked a little bit about maybe we should talk, you know, a little bit about how the Flames, you know, their last few games. And last week, Calgary went two and one. They didn't exactly have a terrible week. And um, we can do this real quick because I kind of feel like talking about last week is great, but it leads to nowhere. It's that last week's performance doesn't go anywhere towards anything other than standing. So they're still in sixth place. They're still, if there were playoffs were to start today, they'd be in the playoffs. And, you know, um, anybody have any thoughts on how they've been playing lately? Or are we just kind of like eh, at this point, because last week leading into this week was supposed to have some momentum and now there's nothing. I uh, I pulled up the the game list like before we recorded just to like double check the results and in a way it feels like their last game was a lifetime ago I don't know just this week has been some it's, it's like even hard to process at this point that games were just happening I don't know that's like a non answer to your question but no but I, no I I agree. Out of yeah, it seems like you were like things are rolling. They had a little bit of momentum, you know. You look at it. The last time they they played on Sunday was March eighth. That's only five days ago. But you're right because they had a big gap this week before games. Anyway, they were going Sunday to Thursday. They should have played yesterday against the Islanders. So there was a huge gap anyway. And now you're just like mm, I don't know. I mean, like looking down the looking at postpone, postpone, postpone. Looking at the whole thing, it's like they got so close towards the end of the season, and then it just. It all shut down, but you know, I mean, a three-two win over Arizona was big. Three-two overtime win over Columbus was big. The Vegas loss hurt, obviously, standings-wise. But Vegas is Calgary's new pariah; they just can't do anything with them. You know, but you look down. I mean, the the rest of their schedule wasn't exactly easy on the way out either. So maybe a little break if they can come back and play will do them some good. Though Calgary doesn't seem to do well after long breaks, so. You know, the only good thing is, I guess, everybody will come back from this long break, having not played hockey for two weeks, three weeks, a month and a half, whatever it is. So, uh, Michael, you have any thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, I I thought it was kind of too bad. It seemed like they were kind of starting to finally solidify their game. I know Vegas, the game against Vegas wasn't exactly good, but hey, they battled back from three, nothing, had a bad bounce to lose that game, but like... I mean, I thought they were starting to kind of figure things out down the last month or so of the season. I think it was 15 games they're at where they'd scored three or more goals in a row. So, like, I mean, it, it was starting to get better for sure. But, yeah, I I don't know. Now just talking about hockey makes me sad again. So, I know, right? Everybody's all cranked up and bummed. Like, the whole Twitter universe was out of its mind. Half the people were angry. Half the people were were understanding or whatever it was just it was total chaos yesterday when all of a sudden like when the phone starts going off and the notifications go it was like postpone 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 it was like oh my lord and then you know we posted the fan poll not the fan poll but the you know did the nhl do the right thing and the response was yes but then the comments were no you know things like articles like this don't help the cause and i'm like well first off the nhl doesn't look at anything we write and we have zero you know, zero influence on whether the season continues or ends. So let's all just take a deep breath. It's hockey. Okay. Um, so Michael brought up, if we had, so we've been trying to figure out things to talk about on the podcast because we have, you know, we have podcasts to do and we need to talk about things. 
and with no hockey, we kind of were like, hey, we'll have some, you know, once we get this one out of the way and we get the hockey talk done, we'll try to talk about some fun things or some just ridiculously nonsensical asinine topics that make no sense in regards to hockey. But seeing we are, you know, talking coronavirus and everybody's sick. Um, you know, I said I was in a meeting the other day and I coughed into my elbow and like I got looked at like I had brought the plague into the meeting and I'm like, everybody just take a deep breath. I have no fever. It's all good. I just have a cough. You know, I had a friend who sneezed on a train and people like moved away from him. I'm like, this is like, like you cough in a meeting. It's like some walking dead level stuff. You know, it's like, all right, quick, you know, <laughs> put him down. We don't need this anymore. Um, Michael brought up a point. If you were going to be quarantined in your house, what are five things you would want to have if you had to be quarantined for two, say two weeks? And I was like, Ooh, five things. I don't know. Like it's, I guess like a blanket and some slippers. I don't know. Like, does anybody have like five things they'd want to be, they would absolutely have to have if they were quarantined? Well, for one, I've been stocking up on library books just in case. Yes, yes, books are a good idea. Good thing. Medical journals, you know, things like self diagnosis, (laughs) self cures. Michael, you brought it up. Is there is there specific things you have to have if you were quarantined? Well, I mean, one of my answers would have been sports or something, but that kind of off the table now. So I'm kind of out of ideas. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'd have to have something connected to like Netflix, obviously, just something to pass the time. Um, yeah, obviously some books. I don't know, maybe like. Uh, yeah, I, obviously, like, 800 rolls of toilet paper, like, 30 <laughs> jugs of Purell. Uh, it's off sidetrack. Like, I love the whole toilet paper aspect of this. Like, people stockpile toilet paper like they weren't going to be able to leave their house. Like, first off, the coronavirus doesn't give you the runs. So you don't need toilet paper, that much toilet paper. And two, you can go outside. Actually, fresh air is good. You're probably better off getting outside of your house than being jammed in a house quarantining yourself coughing all over the couch the countertops the doorknobs and everything i mean not the door i don't know people cough on doorknobs they're just weird they're gross and they're probably part of the problem but like you know like i just the, the whole stockpiling of toilet paper to me is crazy like at, at like at the most like what's the most toilet paper you need in your house for like to get through a week like four rolls tops i mean i've got kids and you know five rolls maybe i don't think you need 12 rolls of toilet if you need 12 rolls of toilet paper to get through the week something's definitely wrong with you You should probably change your diet but that's just me um so i guess i don't know i was thinking like i would definitely have to have coffee coffee would have to be one of the things that would be and if i had to stay in my house for two weeks it would and that it would definitely i would need coffee and i think m&ms i would think i have a issue with m&ms and i would definitely if i couldn't leave my house i would need at least coffee and m&ms to start and then probably some toothpaste because if i'm drinking coffee and eating m&ms i'm definitely gonna have to brush my teeth 35 times a day <laughs> so maybe a dentist you know on standby so there, there you go this four <laughs> out of my five um i was transitioning oh so we're talking about coffee um I think one of the things we should definitely talk about, because Michael and Gordy could definitely give us this perspective on the next one that we brought up, was we were talking about, you know, comparison things or whatever. And we we want the Canadian perspective on coffee at some point, because, you know, we have Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks here. And some of the, you know, the border cities like Detroit probably have Tim Hortons up there. But, you know, we, we're talking major coffee chains and fast food that none of us eat the other night and i'm like i think we should definitely start having some fun talking about weird comparison stuff so 
maybe the next podcast will be a beverage and food centric podcast that will probably get zero listens because people are going to be like, what are you people talking about? <laughs> I, I like it. Smash I down. think it's fun. I, I think so too. So if you guys have any ideas that you'd like us to talk about, I know we always do the ask us anything, but hey, there's nothing hockey to talk about. So let's have some fun. Let's talk about stuff. Like, is it appropriate to wear sweatpants out of your house? You know, let's enjoy, you know, let's enjoy this and have, and have some fun with it. Um, well, I guess I, we, uh, I think we covered everything, saying nobody else really had. We got books, M&Ms, uh, Purell, toilet paper, coffee, maybe a dentist, all the things we need. <laughs> I originally thought this was like you're stuck on an island. And I was like, oh, on an island, like a tent, sunscreen. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm trapped in my house. Never mind. So. All right. Now, anybody got anything else they want? To, anybody got anything else they want to touch on? Talk about before we wrap up here. I miss hockey already. I know. Yeah, I joked that I said I am so excited to not have to write a game preview for like a couple of weeks, and now I'm like, all right, well, what am I going to write about now for a couple of weeks? I always had an easy built-in topic to write about, and now I got like, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we'll do restaurant reviews or movie reviews or. Car <laughs> reviews. I don't know what think of something. We'll offer advice. We'll become like the, uh, we'll become, um, what's her name? Is it uh, Lucy from Peanuts? We'll offer like the five cent therapy. You know, we just offer advice <laughs> for people, whatever they need. So, um, Michael, you got anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap up this hard hitting, in depth edition of the podcast? No, I'm just looking forward to hopefully getting some ideas for people on what we can write about. So we have pretty much wide open authority to write about whatever now and uh, talk about whatever we want to on the podcast. So hoping some folks come up with some good ideas for us. I think it should be a lot of fun, even though I miss hockey too. Yeah, you know the first question people are going to ask is, who's going to be the captain after Mark Giordano? That's the first question. It's guaranteed. Or about somebody's contract and We'll just say, you know what's really good on pizza? We'll just blow it off. So, all right. Well, if nobody <laughs> else has anything else to talk about, we are going to wrap up episode 25 of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. If you like this podcast, please like it on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. You can find it there. You can download it. Just search for The Tinderbox, Matchsticks and Gasoline, or Calgary Flames. Maddie, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. And until next time, we are The Tinderbox.